This podcast is brought to you by Rebecca Castles of the Rising Dawn series. Do you like violence? Do you like smut? Are you tired of the stereotypical novels of werewolf romance out there and want something a little bit different? Then pick up Sparked Revolution, book one in the Rising Dawn series by Rebecca Castles. Available on Amazon, in Kindle and paperback. You too can become a sponsor of Stories to True and the Fiction by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash sttatf or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome on this fine eve of morning to the stories, the true and maybe the fictional at times. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Chris Park. I'm joined by my erstwhile colleague, a member of the House of Lords, and fellow invader of of erstwhile nations that have managed to find a different and interesting tease. Of course, that is why we start our wars. I'm, of course, talking about Lord Neil Paramount. How are you going, sir, Lord Neil? Hello there. I'm not bad. How are we all doing? (laughs) I heard your last conquest into the Orient to obtain black tea was quite fruitful. Oh, yes. Just um, but the terrible locals. Yeah, Something yes. had to be done. Something was done. And I'm sure we'll never hear about it again for the rest of history. I'm sure <laughs> no one will remember us trading opium for tea. Ever. And a little knowing brought up in the history of mankind. I don't, I, don't believe, I don't believe it'll ever happen again. I don't believe we'll then claim any island that we'll have to then return and then... At first, the people were happy on those islands that we returned them back to their mainland, then realized, oh, wait, it's not as good as we thought. <laughs> not mentioning any particular names or islands or free Hong Kong movements, but, you know, what that is, that is, wait, wait, wait. oh, wait, I just did. Damn it. Anyway. Oops. Oops. Uh-oh. We're, you know, it's actually really funny about that. No, not, not the movement. That's, that's a serious movement. But actually, like, I've worked with both, like, people from Hong Kong and also people from China and, and like, people from China are going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, technically it is ours, so, I mean, they should all just, you know, shut up. And it's like, Bleh. And then you talk to the Hong Kong people and they have a very different opinion. Like, just completely different. It's like going, you guys should work together more often. I just want to see what happens after over a long period of time. They move them to different teams because that's what happens. <laughs> So let, come come down to the police station for a uh, just just a, a cup of tea and a chat. <laughs> Where are they? It's been four days. <laughs> Changing their mind. There you if go. you hear the sniggering laughter in the in the in the background, I'm of course joined by fellow revolutionary and loyal to the crown member of the colony, J. A. Bryan. How are you going, colonist? Colin, sorry. Yeah, I'm going very well. Um, yes. Aren't you Aren't you proud to be part of the largest naval empire in the world? Oh, I think I'm supposed to be because my grandfather was a navy man. Mm. But um, so-so, you know, uh, don't really think about it. Why? Is it because you're part French? <laughs> you heard it here, folks. 
I was trying to keep that secret, damn it. Um, I, I, I first knew... I'm quarter French. I, I first knew that Jamie was French when we were going to the movies and said, hey, let's go to the Bavarian cafe. You should have seen the, the like his face went pale and he started to panic. His legs started to shake. And then he ran away. And I was going, oh my God, I didn't know he was French. And then he goes, yes, Briedan is a French name. I'm going, that makes so much sense. I am... Um... Why you dance when you hear the can can, and is also while you run away when you hear the hear German accents. I was like going, I finally understand Jamie more because of that. I I would have been more satisfied. I mean, I was waiting that whole time for I always surrender joke or something, you know. But um, again, I'm subtlety, Jamie. It's all about the subtlety with the surrender jokes. Okay. But of course, you surrendered. Like if if I'm only you know quarter quarter French, that means I only. Surrender. Half, the quarter 20, surrender. 25% yeah. of the time I surrender. Yeah. No, you know, you'll surrender and then join the resistance group and then, then you know, being like going, uh, Well, we it's funny resist. that my favorite song is I Surrender. That What's that song? That, I Surrender. It's not. It's really not. See, but, you are a surrendering Frenchman. It's just... <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. We're getting onto the profiling early, I see. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for those who don't know, we are joined by Neil Castles, husband of our sponsor, Rebecca Castles. And, uh, yeah, well, we, he kind of, when we ever recorded, he was in the background and Chris kept talking and he kept talking. It's kind of like that moment when Chris met um, an old friend of ours, Michael, how they slowly just became best friends because they agreed on everything. And it was actually, I think you bonded over, was it Warhammer, Chris? That was one of the one of the many things. Yes, 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 yes. It was one of the that was one of the things, and then it was also his love for weaponry and world wars. It also was was a was a was was a bonding moment. You know, that's what I think. And then and then you both married Filipinos. It grew from that. Well, he copied me more so than like that was more so. Oh, I see. You did before it was cool and popular. Well, actually, like, you know, a white person marrying a Filipino is just, that's common. I was just saying, like, you know, a Korean marrying a Filipino, I'm going to annoy every single Filipino person in the universe when I say this, but here we go. <laughs> Soundbite. Soundbite. A Korean marrying a Filipino, that's me performing charity. Yes. <laughs> it's like a Downton Abbey when... When the family marries a servant, what? Oh shit! I went there. Don't, don't feel you don't feel so awkward about saying things now, do you, Neil? No, not at all. <laughs> this is the level. No. You see, no. You, you see, Jamie. When actors in Korea don't make it in Korea, you know where they go? The Philippines. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's move on. Philippines. <laughs> Swiftly, please. We're actually we're actually here about to talk about you know your two your you, you two fellas agreement on Star Wars and the the horrid horridness of of the latest trilogy, right? I believe we're here to talk about the state of the union, which is essentially which is the, the state of. But, but before we go on, I think mm. we should go to the usual jives first and oh, okay. ask Jamie. What show hasn't he been watching, and how? And what has he wasted his time on this week? <laughs> oh, okay, so time wasting. Um, but I've started watching The Rookie. 
Nathan, Nathan Fillion's... Nathan Fillion's cop show. Yes. And, you know, it's Nathan Fillion. It's not bad. Uh, it was a really slow starting. Um, but, you know, it's the Nathan Fillion charm that really draws you in. How many seasons is that? I think they're up to five, and they've done a spin-off. So that's it's pretty successful. Enough? Yeah. Is it your standard procedural cop show? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of hard because it follows, follows different different kind of characters at different moments. And it's like, so it's not entirely procedural all the time, mm. but um, there's definitely that element to it. Um, well, there's Nathan Philly in there um, to just to smooth the way along. Yeah. Well, you know, that like. Work. I don't think I don't think it would work without him. Like it would just be a boring cop show without him. Like it's not That's like most boring. things he's generally done. Where yeah. without like, him, would the show work? You have to wonder. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love I love Castle. Uh, he was I, I prefer Castle to this. Um, that lasted like eight seasons. Like eight, eight seasons, seasons, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Even though that you know <laughs> he didn't get along with his co-star. Painfully um, so, which was yeah. really hilarious, which is why yeah. they ended up writing her out because apparently they just couldn't yeah. work together anymore. Uh, yeah, no, well, yeah, like they wrote her out for a bit, but it was it, it wasn't kind of like she's missing for a whole season. It was more like an episode here, an episode there. Yeah, but that's to give her a break. Stuff. Yeah, like, pretty just, much. Yeah, just to give her a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I'm I'm still playing Red Dead. Um, Red Dead. How Redemption many times two. can you play that game? Well, this is my third playthrough. And, no, it's my fourth playthrough, and I'm just living in it. Like I just, I just love riding around, and you, it's it's like a world a world you can get engrossed in. Like you could literally live any way you want in that game. Have you done like lived honorably and not killed a bazillion people? I'm I'm really trying to do the honor honorable playthrough this time, <laughs> but I keep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at, the problem is when you go to a bar and have a drink, the drink. The beer button is the same button as randomly shoot. So I'm standing at the bar. I've drunk my drink. I've, I've, I've in my head. I still haven't done my drink yet, and so I just shoot the bartender. It's like, yeah, you see that that sounds like a problematic design, or or maybe an intent. But you know what? Maybe that design was intentional. Probably, yeah. That, that, that just sounds like they want you to shoot the bartender. I think no. I think that they want you to have accidents all the time, and you go, "Oh no, oh my gosh!" Mm, you know. But no, look, sure. I love it, and I'll probably play it until look. Um, what well, Spider Man Two New Game Plus comes out soon, so I want to play that again with my ultimate powers all the way through again. And then Dragon's Dogma is coming out soon too, isn't it? March twenty second. Ooh, I'll be on holidays. I'll be away. March ish. It's well, smartish. I think it's the end of March. Yeah. Dragon for Dragon's cool. Dogma. Yeah. No, nah, but look, that's that's all I've been really doing. Nothing, nothing totally interesting. Nothing totally interesting. What about you, Neil? What are you, what are you even getting yourself up to these days? Um, spawning offspring. Um, I don't know if uh, people uh, remember from Rebecca's last time on. She's uh, was she still pregnant at the time? No, I think no, she just no, she had just, just had. Just, yeah. just had, yes, just had, because I was upstairs looking after him. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's um, child number four now. Um, so that combined with working and being the driver of the family does not leave 
a great amount of time for very much. Um, very little in the way of um, playing any games. I've, mm. I'm trying to finish Far Cry 5, um, 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> and open world games such as that you think i'm going to i'm going to hit some milestones here and then you see a, a bear attacking a person you pull out a <laughs> rifle 20 minutes go next thing you know you're flying helicopters into buildings um yeah, they're not besides really, that, it's not a game really to that you could really just plan to finish it's <laughs> No, no. no. Like, Besides that, any time I get to um, come through here and just to the the side of me here, I have a painting desk um, where I'm uh, painting models. Uh, so I'll come through and do a little bit of that for 20 minutes or so just to try and um, calm down and get a bit of man time. Um, besides that, it's pretty much parenting and work. That sounds, you know, that sounds vastly different from my work, my experience. Where, I mean, when I had a child, I think I played more Final Fantasy fourteen online than I've ever done. Like, um, <laughs> I, I actually went from level one to level eighty and finished the entire game because I was up. They said, "Must like look after the child." So then I put it near me and it stared at me, and I just <laughs> played Final Fantasy. It was great, and. and, and, and <laughs> I played more, and yeah, that was that was a great several months of of, of solid Final Fantasy, simply because I was then up at night. It was fantastic. It's a vastly different experience. <laughs> and that's how that's how his son will always remember him sitting in the rocking chair with the controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kid eventually ended up like liking the the the, the song of Final Fantasy because it was like you know that was the thing that was playing in the background. So I was like, <laughs> only thing that puts him to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But that was that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What are you entertaining yourself with these days, young man? These days, well, I I have been doing the thing, the most the the the. the the most boring thing I've, that you possibly do, because I am a slave to like basic <laughs> things. I'm a simple person, and I've been continuing on with my epic career in E. It was an EA twenty four now FIFA. Oh, no, it's not FIFA. Called? It's it's I know, FC, I know it's, it's FC twenty four. But you know what? Don't care. Calling it FIFA. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. <laughs> calling it FIFA and oh. trying to live up to the team's ridiculous and constant <laughs> expectations. insane management <laughs> expectations. Where they keep coming up with new stupid ones every single time. They, I think I'm in year. I think I'm in year like five now, and they're just getting even more ridiculous. Where they're saying, "Okay, sell." We need we need one player from every nationality, <laughs> all in the club. It's not that. It's <laughs> it's like it's like because it's it's so it's it's somewhat accurate because I am playing Barcelona where they say, "Hey." bring up a youth player into the senior squad. I'm going, yes, okay, that does sound like something Barca would do. And then now they're saying, hey, have him start 10 games. Am I going, okay, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. And if I, then it's like, but also win the Champions League, win the La Liga, win the, win the Copa Spanish. I was like going, 
more difficult. Oh, and also make me 500 million in sales. I'm like, of, of players. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I sell all my top flight talent and then win all the cups with rookies. <laughs> that does sound like a Barcelona thing to do, which is <laughs> self-sabotage their system and then then wonder why they're not winning as much. So I was like going, you know what? You know, like initially I thought maybe EA was dumb, but I'm going, you know what? No. This does like say, sound like how Barcelona is managed. I think this is fairly, like, you know, I'm going to say, fairly accurate. Sell all your players and then wonder why you can't win. Bring all these <laughs> 20-year-olds in and go, well, why aren't they as good as Messi when he was 20? Hmm, there must be something wrong with the players. And then, then, then look at, their, look at their, their top strikers going, hmm, he only scored 26 goals. Messi got 50 most seasons. Obviously, something's wrong with that striker. Not that we had the greatest player of all time. Clearly, something's wrong with the players we're bringing up. So again, so maybe it's very accurate. Maybe it's very accurate, Barcelona. So you know, um, I'm glad you worked through that, Chris. I work. I, I, I'm working. I'm working through. It. I'm working through. It, obviously, obviously, it's good, it's, it's it's good to to have a thought process and work through it. And I've been meaning also to watch like Percy Jackson oh, that right, TV yeah. series and the thing. But the thing is, every single time I turn on Disney Plus, I'm like going, I don't want to watch Disney. I'm like, because it turns, I turn it on, and then it goes, watch the Marvel. So I turn it off. I'm like, go fuck yourself, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, so they are actively hindering my watching of the show because I turn it on, and the first thing is a giant banner of the Marvels, and I'm like, going, no. Then I turn it off. Watch the Marvels, (laughs) please. Please, please, please. <laughs> and then, like, they go suggested for you the Marvels. Am I going? Do you even know me, Disney? Like, do you do you know who I? I it's like it's like you know. If you're, I mean, it's a bad relationship. I'm going. Do you even know who I am, Disney? Like, do you even know anything about me? Like, you know. And look, I ended up buying the yearly subscription again, um, which is four. Disney like, Plus. No, but for like what? A way like way more than it sh- than it should. Like, um, and the only reason I did it was because Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is on there, and like <laughs> right, yeah. that's what my son watches on a loop of the five seasons, just constantly one after constant loop. And so I was going, you know what? Fair enough. So I so I had to, so I, so I resub so I didn't resubscribe. I forgot. That I had the yearly subscription until I was like, oh, why, and am, then why am I goes. down 150 bucks? Fucking Disney. Like, <laughs> I remember when I first signed up for the yearly subscription, it was like 89 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, that seems reasonable. Okay. And now it's like 150, $160 for a year. Now, now they want you to pay like twice as much mm-hmm. and make you watch the Marvels. Exactly. It, 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 you know, I okay, get, Disney you know, needs that money now. <laughs> Look at all those lawsuits. Look, they've got to buy Comcast. Uh, they've got to buy Comcast share of um, Hulu. Hulu. You know, they're reaching down behind the, the sofa cushions. They are not finding that cash. They come to you. But don't you know, Neil, that you could always rely upon your good friends at BlackRock and Vanguard to bail you out. And <laughs> ah, but, but then BlackRock downgraded them. Oh, so even their friends are just oh, even their friends are going like, you know that you know you know you know what, you know what that is that is like sucking up to the cool kid for so long until the cool kid goes yeah I've only I didn't need you for your homework and now I'm, I'm not, now I'm back I'm like 
I don't need you at the circle of my cool friends anymore, you know. <laughs> but having said that, look, I don't want to be too hypocritical because I do work for a company owned by Vanguard. So it's like... <laughs> Well, Although having just... said that, they pay me way more than they should. Um, to the point where, you know, my wife can live trad trad life lifestyle. So I'm assuming so, so you know, honestly, like, eh, I guess it's not so bad. I'm good, but I mean, but obviously I know that I am stealing <laughs> someone's money, probably. But I think that brings us on to the first topic of, of, <laughs> of the show, which is once again, welcome to White People in Their Finances podcast, and we discuss, where we discuss all things where we discuss all things financial and go over the pros and cons. Of, you know what? I think we're gonna, I think today we're going to talk about options, and we're going to talk about you know short selling a company and how do we just how do we destroy a Fortune five hundred company? You don't want to talk about my work? Um. Well, no. Jamie works for a deviant company about cranes okay. building uh, cranes. No, look, look. <laughs> yeah. You no, but like, they, they, look, it, literally, when I started working for them, they made, they made me sign like an NDA. A non disclosure? Well, it wasn't like an NDA. It's like a social media policy or something. So you're not allowed to really talk ill of the company on social media. Wow. That's a company with a lot of faith in their company. So, what, what I will talk about is the owner of <laughs> a football <laughs> club <laughs> who, uh, what, Sydney Olympic FC or something? Yeah who happens to own another may or may not company that <laughs> I am in the employ of because the headline of the article is mainly about the guy that owns a football club and his uh, money financial. Uh... So, sorry, just, just on that topic, <laughs> I do want to talk about how ridiculous, like, net, that, that the world is becoming naming their football teams. Oh, okay, cool. yeah. I, 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 because so if you've watched any MLS, which I have now every now I've watched every now and then, or, or Australian, what do they call it? They call their clubs like you know Western Sydney Wanderers. Well no, that's fine, but I mean they, they, call, they call like Sydney Olympic FC. It's like what does yeah. FC stand for? Football club. What do you play? Soccer. All right, cool. All right, let's 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 <laughs> okay, let's that's fine. But even worse, the biggest travesty. In, in I believe is MLS teams where they call themselves we're into Miami is like going so you're an Italian club are you now it's like no we just that sounds cool it's like oh my god <laughs> and they go, we're Real Salt Lake it's like no that meant something in, oh, you know so that I just that just it, it irks me because they're trying they're just taking random words they hear they go oh Real Madrid that's a cool sounding name. That we'll call our club Real Salt Lake. It's like no, the Real mean like it's it's not Real means something in Spanish. Not just stop it, stop, and also Inter means something in Italian. Stop doing this to your clubs. Just you know, call yourselves the typical American like hot dog and cheese. It's club that you that you so desperately want to speak a sponsor for. So anyway, I've got some great. Sorry, I just looked it up. <laughs> Sixteen hilarious football club names from around the world. Mm-hmm. The first one's called Insurance Management Bears. No, see, I, that's to me at least it's honest. <laughs> to me, that's honest. Farmers. Portman Kunis United. That's a USA club. And with the United, <laughs> this is <laughs> eleven. Eleven men in flight. <laughs> okay. Ooh, did you know there's a North Korean soccer team? Chris? I imagine there is. What's it called? Called, called the Four Point Two Five Sports Team. 
I'm sure as far as North Korea is concerned, they win absolutely everything. And they do it in the name of the great leader. Without the great leader, though, they would lose. And they're the greatest, yeah. And they are the greatest talent of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, FL Fart from Norway. I like it. There's a Peru team called, yeah, Deportivo Wanker. (laughs) (laughs) There's an Argentinian team called Deportivo Moron. In Bolivia, there's a club called Club Destroyers. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a club called Miscellaneous. <laughs> Did someone forget to fill out the box on the form? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, they didn't tick it. And then they went, oh, we're called Club Misc. It's like, screw it. Yeah. We'll go with it. Um, FC Santa Claus, Finland. <laughs> Japan, Prima Ham. <laughs> Crab That's Connection. Uh, all right um uh cape coast mysterious dwarfs from ghana and finally the botswana meat commission fc you see that at least makes sounds like a video you'd find on the dark corners of the internet (laughs) i kid you not this is uh yeah these are real club names um at least that one does make some kind of sense where it's like uh, what the old amateur clubs were it's like going this is the club of for the meat packing commission <laughs> so i so to me that like that at least makes a lick of sense in terms of what it was named after like that like you know yeah that makes some kind of sense you know but you know not 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 like any other club makes any sort of sense in, in any known universe. Well, usually well, it's which, just who purchases a club or something, isn't it? Like the, who funds it or something gets to name it, don't they? Or... Depends on depends on which system you're talking about. Are we talking about the German yeah. stupid system of like ownership and thing or the Spanish buying shares? Are we talking about the English club where, where Saudi oil barons buy out full clubs and then <laughs> then lie about their finances? Which like which system of football are we talking about? Ah, <laughs> uh, the questions, the questions. Where they have their fair play finance laws. They're going, yes, we're totally going, it's all fair. <laughs> let, let me just buy all these players. Where'd you get the money from? Sponsorships, maybe. <laughs> Where, what sponsorships? The the company that I happen to own is sponsoring the club. <laughs> Can you prove it? Not really, but take my word, I've signed a deal of $500 million. <laughs> I'll pay myself, absolutely. That means I can buy all the players. Hey, Man City. Totally totally legal, and no one is questioning their their fair play laws. Anyway, back onto the topic of points. Thank you, Jamie, for you stupid side-tracking chip. You know how I operate. If you put a thought in my head. So back on finance, or...? Well, yes, well... I was going to set up a giant financial joke about how, how to destroy a company, but then I was going to be like, but, you know, it sounds like Disney just can, you know, all you can do is just let them be themselves and then destroy their own company. But that doesn't, like, the setup is gone, so we'll, so, so we'll, so we'll move on. <laughs> so whilst we have Neil here, Neil, let's go back and talk about Star Wars. What is your earliest memory of Star Wars, and, and what made you appreciate it and 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 grow to become what one would call possibly even a fan of the of the of the genre a massive flipping nerd 
Um, I I remember going back um, to when the original film Star Wars or Episode Four: A New Hope, whichever way you want to go with that. Um, when it was in the UK at Christmas time, it was always a Star Wars film or an Indiana Jones film. Nice. And um, I recall watching the. I was sat down by my parents said, watch this. And it was the original Star Wars. And I mean, I was a little boy. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. And then came, um, I don't think I was ever in a position to see much in the way of uh, the toys in the shops. I think I was just kind of, they were leaving the, the, um, the toy stores at that point. But then there were the uh, car boot sales or um, uh, where I would end up being bought a cardboard box full of Star Wars figures and the uh, the ATST with the button you press at the back and the the legs start moving. Um, the the speeder bike from Return of the Jedi, you press a button, the whole thing falls to pieces. Um <laughs> I had I had a whole host of those where that was a lot of my childhood playing with the, the figures. Then the um um I started I got to watch the other two movies that were about at the time. And I absolutely loved it. I would always we we te- we we videoed them from the television until we bought a VHS box set of all three. Wow. And it went from there. And since then, it's been... Um, I've played... Not not all, but I've played a lot of the games, uh, especially the games that um, LucasArts released. Ah, yes. Um, le- less so much what's coming out now, but well, I'm sure we'll get onto that. Um, and um, I decided to go through the books and for the expanded universe and that that got a bit excessive um as a, a few friends of ours um we trade in school we traded the the books between each other so we we got one of us was collecting a series and we we just swapped them out and so we could all read them and then oh, a good number of years ago now i decided i'm going to listen to all of it in order, mm. starting about 12,000 years before the movies were set to about 35 to 40 years after. I did it all on audiobook, and it took a couple of years. So inevitably, when, when Disney bought them and then said, all that, lol, doesn't count. I was that a little the, bit annoyed. That, uh, and, and I'll be honest, that hurt the most for me as well, because... Again, also, as a fan of the expanded universe, you know, there were some good, there were some bad, obviously, like, you know, but there were some excellent, and just some, and, and, and to have it all just blinked away with a, with a thought, yeah, that's painful, that, 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 that was, that was, that was a definition of painful, because, mm-hmm. um, I still maintain what they're trying to do is make, 
four and stupid copies of Heir to the Empire, and they just can't seem to get, they can't <laughs> seem to grasp, you know, they can't <laughs> seem to grasp. But even like even with Thrawn, they 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 they're trying to capture what made him him, but they still just suck at it, and it's, and it's still a terror. Like the the Disney the Disneyite version of Thrawn like pales in comparison to yes, I know that Timothy Thorn came across to try to help them, help uh, help them like preserve his character, but he's still a pale comparison of what he was in the books. And like, but you know, let's not go down that route too fast. What about you, Jamie? Apart from, I know, and I know that you started liking Star Wars when you were trying to date a model who liked Star Wars. So all of a sudden, you were watching a lot of Star Wars, and then I was like, "Going, oh, you've Jamie's finally gotten taste." And then I realized why, and I was like, "Going, okay, you know what? Fair enough." So, so I, I was interested in a model when I was like in like primary school. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I look, it, it had me from um, last like Return of the Jedi is my favorite favorite movie, Boss. best one, hundred percent, like. And and you gotta be honest, it's 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 the little Ewoks that pull you in as a kid. That's that's what got the, that's what the got teddy, me. The, the teddy bears, yes, yeah, yes, yep, yep, yes. yep. And then like, no, they're not trying to eat them at all. And and you gotta ask the question, <laughs> where did they get like a exact costume that was the right size for Leia? Well, there was some people there <laughs> that probably weren't as lucky yeah, as exactly. Leia was. Exactly. No, yeah, but. Look, I've I've always liked watching it. I've I've I just I've never been like as passionate as Chris Park. <laughs> but I did come along every single time when you were like, "Oh, look, Force Awakens is out." I bought five tickets, as in five different screenings. <laughs> yes, as in in advance that you know it's going to be awesome. And then you made that mistake with Last Jedi. And yes. <laughs> and then you had to Oof. watch it four times in a row. That was bad. <laughs> that, was <so laughs> bad. that was the that was, honestly. Yeah. That was bad. I won't. I won't. I won't lie. But yeah. No. Look, I liked it as a kid. Um. And then I just like I just I think I was just more casual. Like I didn't dive dive into it like I dive into turtles. You know. The casual casual fan. I mean casual. Did you even did you did you even play as Kyle Katarn in any of his amazing games, Jamie? Which games? What? Oh, my. <laughs> oh the nerd in me now says it was Dark Forces, Dark Forces look, Two, Jedi look. Knights, mm-hmm. um, Jedi Outcasts, Jedi Academy. Academy. Academy was the was the pinnacle of Star Wars game. The games I remember playing is um, obviously the. Battle, is it Battle, Battlefront or, or what it was? But mm-hmm. like the, like 20 years ago, not the new ones, like the ones yep, that did yep, like yep. way back mm-hmm. when. I remember loving the them. Yeah. Them. Um, there was one where uh, I can't remember what it was called, but you had to like, you basically pulled down like a hold, like a destroyer at one point. Uh, that I remember what that it was, was Force Unleashed. Yes. yes. I played that one. Yeah. 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 I never played, and this is probably Sacrilege, um, the old RPG ones. Um, yeah, Knights of the Republic. I know because yes. you, you don't you don't like turn based combat for some unknown reason. I because I don't want to wait to punch yeah, someone yeah. or okay, cut that's someone. That's fine. But then you didn't play Jedi Outcasts, which is the you know that like yeah. Well, it, probably didn't come across. You know, it was a PC game, so you had to. Well, that'd be why. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the best part about Jedi Outcasts and Jedi Academy was I always installed the mod where it was like one touch lightsaber death, and so even 
even on the mm. main character, I made sure that they, that was always because like I wanted realist, I want realism. So then every single lightsaber battle became an intense, an intense duel of like, and then it became like a truly intense duel because, you know, normally in that game you have health, and so like you know, like five yeah. dark Jedi's appear, and you're like going, meh, I force heal, <laughs> like the the greatest ability in the game. Yeah. But then in this one, it's like, oh crap, and you have to really <laughs> focus and really like really know what you're doing. Oh, quick save! I'm going to get into a fight. I'm dead. Quick load. I'm yeah. dead. Quick load. I'm dead. Quick load. Yeah. yeah. Did it become a little like that? Yes. I will admit there was a little bit of quick loading and resetting <laughs> in certain fights, but it was like you know after I'd finished that game so many times, I had to do something to make it a little bit more like you had to do something to make it like somewhat like a challenge after you finished that game like a bazillion, a trillion bazillion times. Well, back in the old days where you could get a game and quite happily mod away. Oh yeah, and um, the, it wasn't the developers frantically trying to stop you from get squeezing another playthrough out of the game because they want to sell you the next one. But I remember, like around that same time that I was playing um, Jedi Academy, the like the the someone created the episode, the Clone Wars skins, where where you could play as like your main character, you could turn your main character into Kit Fisto. It was awesome. And then you could have like a technical head guy, right? And he was, and you could just reskin all the characters into whatever era you wanted to, and play in every area, any era you wanted to. It was awesome. Um, but it was because obviously the, how bad the modding was, it was really funny watching like, it, like Luke Skywalker being turned into like um, Qui Gon Jinn, and then there's other things that happened. It was really fun. That was really fun. But those were, you know, whilst you know the latest games have done their best and tried to to you know create dark souls or some form of lightsaber combat they will always be a pale comparison to jedi academy in terms of how they how they 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 were it it's 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 one of those things where you look at jedi academy and go oh look a sequel done correctly in terms of timeline wise <laughs> this was done like a thousand bazillion trillion years ago the lightsaber combat was so much better, and even now, then you then you can't, you know, can't do well. But Neil, what were your thoughts when Disney first bought Star Wars? I I I I mine was somewhat optimistic because I'm an idiot, and because and because you know you bought five tickets for five MCU trades. was successful, <laughs> so I was assuming like okay, they they I was I was I was a fool to think Disney knew what they were doing. Um, until Jamie's favorite um, producer took over, but that's a whole separate other thing. On, on Jamie's love for Kathleen no. Kennedy, as, as you keep as you keep saying, Jamie, she's on all my favorite films. She's done all the films I love. I was like, oh, well, that's why. That's I didn't say it with that tone. I said it in a different way. I said, she's on all my favorite films. <laughs> <laughs> that's but what, what was more that? sick you- desperation in the tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As in, she let me down. She's gone insane. But again, you're only as good. You're only as good as your latest film. And prior to that, she did Crystal Skull. So, yeah. Yeah. well, that's her. That's her Tom Cruise jumping on the couch moment. So, you know, again, yeah. But what were you? Were you optimistic, Neil, or were you like? It, it, it's painful to look back in hindsight um, mm-hmm. when they they announced they were buying it. Star Wars, how that was 2012. Yeah, yeah. And um, nothing, nothing had really happened with the franchise 
since Revenge of the Sith, which was 2005. Mm. Um, you got the odd game coming out. You got the, the books were still going. Yep. But as far as the mainstream films, nothing. And then, oh, Disney's going to buy them. And I think, like, like, like you just said, the, uh, the MCU was still going strong at that point. It was. And I thought, hmm, okay, so as long as they get someone good, they're just going to pour a butt-ton of money into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the writing's been, for the most part, pretty good with the, the MCU, so they can do that for Star Wars. Uh, I'm sure that George Lucas is going to keep a hand in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and um, I thought, oh, okay, I'm... I was I was optimistic, and uh, then the then the rumors started coming out that they'd pitched Lucas's um, treatments for seven, eight, and nine into the bin. So, oh, thank you very much. Oh, this is oh yeah yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll read this. Yep yep yep. <laughs> bin. And then they was said painful. it was. Um, oh, we're going to get J.J. Abrams in. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Mystery Box. No. Oh, the mystery box. One of those. Um, his his style of writing. I'm going to make a magical mystery MacGuffin and never explain it. Ah, oh, yes. The mystery and box. And the 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 biggest mystery box of all. Why do people keep giving him jobs? <laughs> and <Why>? money. <laughs> yeah. So that I I initially I was quite optimistic. Um. They made the announcement that the expanded universe was that hurt now no longer canon, and that, that having dedicated several years sitting at work listening to the audio books, um, that that really did suck. Especially since um, everything everything that was produced, whether it was a comic book or a novel or a game, was had to be approved by Lucasfilm. And it was, as long as it was approved by them, it was canon. It was part of the mythology. Yes. And so everything there, all the characters that have crossed over from different novel series into games, um, graphic novels, the Hasbro were producing the toys of them, even though they'd never appeared on screen. Yep. Um, just for all of that to go away was mm, a very poor decision. Um, and again, the optimist, the optimist in me said, well, they're doing this. They're, they're, they've not said it's gone. It's still available, but it's a separate continuity. Mm. Um, okay. They want to move things up, uh, apart because they're going to do something different going forwards. Okay, I know what sci-fi fans can be like. We can be quite pedantic in, well, this character during this time period was over here, so they can't possibly have been in your new film, so what's going on? I hate this. So I was still a bit optimistic. Um, Then The Force Awakens came out. And that was... Again, I still had I still had optimism. Uh, I know a lot of people had a lot to say on the subject. I know a lot of people have said that um, Disney played it safe with what 
story-wise, was a beat-for-beat remake of A New Hope. Yep. Oh, we've got to get the gang, new gang together. Oh, there's a, a super weapon. It's a Death Star, only it's... It's bigger. Bigger. It's bigger. <laughs> bigger is better. More. Line go up. This is better. And um, I, th- I think the uh, the rot had already set in. I think it was there very early because in in in, in um, pop culture circles, this is uh, still quite the the subject. I mean, it would be safer to talk about you know who Jerusalem belongs to. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know let's that, that's an easier topic you know well the holy roman empire but okay um just throw that one out there um so the the subject of um daisy ridley's character ray became very divisive because yeah. people were looking at character development and her apparent lack thereof and this is no shade on daisy ridley um and her acting this is just the, the writing but as soon as people started questioning it online the the backlash came heavily yep it was you weren't allowed to have an opinion and i know this is a i'll, I'll avoid the politics as much as i can <laughs> in in current years you have to have an opinion. It has to be the right one. And if you don't have the same opinion as one group of people, you are the enemy. You're wrong. Mm. And um, I I looked at this and I thought, well, I see the, the point. I, I see the, the accusations of the, um, there's no, she's already perfect. Everyone loves her. Dare I say the Mary Sue. Mm. Oh dear. Mm. Oh dear, that's it. People are just tuning out now. Um, but I still held hope because I I still thought there's. Um, I mean, I'm not too fussed really about dropping spoilers for um, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic because it's a particularly old game. Yeah. But there is a storyline. Well, part of the main storyline is there is a character who was. Um, cut off forcibly from the force and had their memories, memories. erased. This is the player Ruined. character. This is the trope, uh, very typical trope in um, computer RPGs where your character wakes up with amnesia. <laughs> oh, the blank slate. I can, um, you know, this is me now, the blank slate, and I can start filling in the character sheet and picking the the skills to suit how I want to play. Um, and I thought, oh, well, maybe Ray is great with the force because she's been she's already been trained, but she's been mm. cut off from it and her mind's that, her memory's oh, been taken away. A perfectly reasonable and wonderful concept that would have made the most sense in the fucking universe. Look at that. But, but instead they put it in a game. <laughs> Well, no, you see, the, the, but the game the game writers understood what Star Wars was. <laughs> oh yeah, the the film writers, and and to your J.J. Abrams point, I I now I like every director that 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 says you know that they came and said, oh I love Star Wars, I love a New Hope. I'm going, 
that does that doesn't qualify you as a Star Wars fan. That just qualifies you as I enjoy I like films. Like that's not a that's not an indication that you like the franchise. Yeah. Like now, if if they hired a director that said I love Star Wars, Attack of the Clones was underrated. I'd be like going, okay, okay, this is this is a man who's got known as a bit more. Let, let's hear his opinions on this. But to come out and say I like a New Hope, it's like going, come on, that, that everyone does that. Shut up, like. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, you also over ate at Christmas dinner, sat in front of the TV, correct. and watched the Star Wars film that was on at Christmas. Yes, yeah. yes. Like, going, like <laughs> that does like that does. That's not a qualification to say I love Star Wars because I love a New Hope. It's yeah. like going yes. Well, every single film student likes a New Hope because it was the first special effects movie. It was the first every, like this is that doesn't that, that, that means that means absolutely nothing. Um, it, it fits the um, whenever me, I took media in college, mm. and it fits the let's study the technique, the, the storytelling technique of the hero's journey. Star yes. Wars. Oh. It, it, all, all the tropes Campbell. are there. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so easy to to do. So yeah, everyone everyone knows that okay. one. Now 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 no. Get get me a film director that goes. Let's talk about the the Battle of Mustafa. Where you can clearly see the aggression of a Sith versus the practice mastery of Obi Wan Kenobi's defensive, you know, true Jedi style, but then how they're both technically both wrong in terms of their philosophy, and because both talking about absolute and both wrong, and talk about how the the uh, that you know that Obi Wan knowing his students so well goaded him to doing something incredibly stupid, whereas just jumping up, running up would have been the more practical approach to attacking Obi-Wan on the high ground, Obi-Wan knew who his student was and knew if he baited him, he would do something incredibly stupid. This is, that was, that was, that was a, a masterful battle that I've yet to see, repl- that I've yet to see that, that the new trilogy just couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even attempt to even come close to. Mm, I mean, they, they were setting that up even in the previous film in, yes. um, um, uh, attack of the clones at the very beginning they got the speeder chase yep, yep. and then Arrogance. he just gets up and jumps out and yep. plummets and uh just, oh i hate it when he does that it's almost like trilogies work better if you have like one group of people doing it right in the entire thing oh yeah 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 it almost <laughs> works better if you have a, co- a coherent look you cannot have a coherent story as well like yeah. Because Lucas films didn't have Lucas didn't have everything perfectly planned out when he started Star Wars, but you still, but it has to be the same person that yeah. has the that yeah. continues it along, or and. But then you go into the whole Disney concept of like everything can be saved in editing, so just shoot a bazillion scenes and then just <laughs> chop it together and be like, what can what can we what can we what can we cook and master? It's like, oh, how's that turned out for you, Disney, with this whole post editing <laughs> like. Oh, we can save it in post. It's like, no. if, how does that work? They filmed what six full episodes of the upcoming Daredevil series, and then threw it all in the bin because it was all unsalvageable in post. Yes, yeah, so, so apparently the concept of saving it in post yeah. doesn't apply if the original concept was yeah. flawed. Yeah. Now I would, and let me let me before we go on to how we should. Potentially, how, what we think they're saving. Let me let me talk about my greatest, the great the the, the moment of absolute hate and the, the moment of of dread. Let yes, yes. <laughs> I saw <laughs> Ryan L. Johnson, <laughs> and yes, that 
Yes, and yes, I I know I'm referring to him as Lionel Johnson, but you know that you know because uh, and look, I love the line, got the model, perf- awesome. You know, separate, I bought the box set <laughs> of the of of the new of the new Deathwing Knights. But anyway, I'm not going to go. Let's not go down the. Con- I not- I have that under my desk waiting to be painted. <laughs> um, mm. Yes. And and am I painting my Lionel Johnson very Luke Skywalkery in terms of having a, like a black a black hood and then ten natural lights? Yes, but I also have three D. I also have like a three D printer. So I've printed like a bazillion Luke Skywalkers already. So that's a whole, that's a whole separate other. It's a whole. I've actually at home in my cabinet. I've actually printed out in my mind Luke's true Jedi Academy. So I got I printed out a Luke Skywalker made four masters, and then those four masters trained through three students, and then I've like now and I've chronologically group them all as in like this is that's a whole separate thing um in terms of how anyway but so um i have like 48 jedi just sitting in in my like like just printed out that printed and painted it's a good thing um (laughs) i had (laughs) i had some hope with lionel with lionel johnson because he posted a picture of something that I have actually, which is the Jedi book, the the the, the, mm. the um, and he was like, I'm using this as a source material to to to, to learn, and I was going, Path of the Jedi, I have that. I like you press the you press the button and the, the doors open and the book comes up and it lights up blue. It's, it's it's fantastic. It talks about the forms. It talks about like, you know, um, Jamie actually got that for me for Christmas one time, and it was it, it, it's still to my like, one of my prized possessions. I didn't even even though. Aww. Ryan L. Johnson used it to destroy the franchise. I still kept it. <laughs> anyway. And so I was like, going, oh, you know what? Maybe this is going to be good because it, then, you know, I kept, then I forgot who Ryan L. Johnson was. Like, <laughs> like I, I forgot that he was all about subverting people's expectations. And then, and I've said it a thousand times, but I'll say it again. <laughs> if I go to, let's call it, Neil's Steakhouse. Steakhouse and I sit down and say, Neil, I hear that you have you make the best steaks. And Neil says, I make the best porterhouses in the fucking country. I'm going, that is why I'm here, because I've had a hard day and I want to sit down and enjoy porterhouse. And he comes out and goes, uh, salad and vegan chips. <laughs> I bet your expectations are subverted, huh? huh? I'm going to punch that waiter so hard in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to get arrested. That is how I felt about the Last Jedi because I was just like it. It felt like they went. People said we followed New Hope. I know. Let's follow Empire Strikes Back, but change every scene and make it worse. <laughs> bad training, bad plot, bad structure. Hey. Have they ever mentioned fuel before in Star Wars? No. Let's make it about fuel then. It's like, what? Let, let, let's, you know, our our awesome supreme leader, General Hux, who destroyed an entire planet and rallied as like a semi-Nazi thing in the beginning. Let's make him an idiot. Yes. Let's take <laughs> away the threat of the First Order, make them buffoons. Fantastic. I know. Let's kill Luke Skywalker because that's what people want to see. They love to see their childhoods die in a stupid <laughs> manner. But hey, what do I know? That the, the movie just the movie that shattered the franchise. I'm sure I'm sure Ryan L. John okay. I'm, look, 
the reason why I know that they also know it was a bad movie because J.J. Abrams came back and said, none of that happened, none of that happened, none of that happened. Well, they actually, um, it was, um, the ninth film was not supposed to be J.J. Abrams. It oh, was, no, it was meant, it was meant uh, to, it was meant to be Colin Trevorrow. And I've read what he was going to make and it was spectacular. It it wouldn't have saved the trilogy, but good lord, uh, I I think I probably read the same treatment, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you see the art would as have well. Been, it would have been fucking, it would have been good. It would have been good. Jamie, like it, it it did the perfect it it did the perfect thing where Ray disappeared for several years, and they're going like oh, and then and like the first and, and they're struggling, and all of a sudden this jewel like. A staff wielding Jedi just appears, like dressed in the in the black costume, very akin to Luke Skywalkery. And then they went, yes, during that two year period, Luke, as a Force ghost, because you can finish training Ray correctly. Because you know why? You're a Force ghost. You can still train someone. That's not yeah. being a Force ghost doesn't prevent you from training someone in the ways of the yeah. Force. Because actually, like that's even probably better because you're twenty four seven. You can just train it like whenever you want. Like you know, you could, and it. And it was so much better because one of the things that just that I wanted to kill J.J. Abrams about was saying, oh, you know, Ray struggles with the connection with the Force, but she can meditate midair. The greatest <laughs> thing that a Jedi can achieve, yeah. which is basically them in perfect harmony and unison with the Force. But let's just let's just make her that, that she can do that, but she still can't connect to the Force. Like going, you are an idiot, J.J. Abrams, and I will... Yeah. <laughs> Before I, I slandered that one that movie, like, Badly because it was terrible. I will give it one kudos. Ben Solo and Kylo Ren had clear, distinct lightsaber fighting styles. When he was Kylo Ren, he was swinging wildly and all like looked like an idiot. And when he was at, in that five ten minutes when he was Ben Solo, the you know the man that's like trained by Luke Skywalker, he actually looked like a Jedi fighting with a lightsaber. You know, at least looked competent. And I was going, you could. Anyway, that, that was that was that was my one my one. I'll give it one kudos, and that is it. Where they went, hey, because he's Ben Solo now. Let's make him like look awesome and like a Jedi. Then let's, hey, let's kill him. Like no, no. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> now, Neil, we all know that Disney is decided to piss off the richest man in the world. And also, then also another rich, another billionaire, Nelson Peltz, and who then like again, they've decided to shake hands and decide let's destroy the comp, let's 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 burn it down, start again, um, because I, I don't remember them ever being seen with each other, and now they're calling each other friends and hanging out together. If you don't think they're not planning to to <laughs> like again, if you have the money, you might as well use it, and you know, also just don't piss off, don't piss off uh, like someone who probably is a little bit autistic because they will hold grudges and they do go hard at people. So like, just, you know, a little, just... do you follow Elon Musk on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Or X? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. A and, little. Um, he's also got a buttload of. <laughs> oh no, no. He, satellites. Okay, look, I don't want to say it, but <laughs> yes, look, is he as, uh, as AF? Yes. But that's what makes him, that's what brings his genius out. And then that's why he holds small things that people say to the point of like, I will now spend my entire efforts to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, that's not the person you piss off because, again, like I said, I've said this before. Elon Musk 
is one family tragedy away from supervillain. There, there's, there's again, we could all see it happening. He's there's a massive car accident. All his family are in the hospital, like brain dead or thing. And the doctor comes up to Elon and goes, "I'm sorry, sir. We just can't save them." And then Elon, like, with, with tears in his eyes, all of a sudden the tears stop, and they, his eyes go a little bit like the, 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 a little bit dark. He looks up and goes. You can't save them. <laughs> you can't. And he goes home, and then like Iron Man scenes up, like then builds builds the nano chips it up, and then like like and unleashes the, the apocalypse upon the world to save his family, and then like you know we then forms the the Musk Empire. But yeah, that's a whole separate. That's a whole separate point. <laughs> there clearly is a need for change in the Star Wars. Now, now I'm going to give you two scenarios: one very easy, and one that's going to be more difficult. So we'll start with the difficult one first. Let's say, for example. After the entire like explosion of 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 um of the war with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk stands over Bob Iger's corpse with his blade held high, <laughs> saying, There can be only one, and then strikes him down Highlander style. For whatever reason, they've said, you know what? Neil, yes, he will be my president of Lucasfilms. You get handed a title, and but they say, Neil. Fix Star Wars for me, but you cannot erase seven, eight, nine. <laughs> How do you fix it? Cannot erase seven, eight, and nine. Very, very easily. Go for it. Yeah, I, I will. I will be pedantic and say I won't erase them. I will do to them what Kathleen Kennedy and company did to the expanded universe oh they're still there they're just a separate canon now oh. they're in it's, they they said that the um the expanded universe is now star wars legends okay okay seven eight and nine and all of the um the the slop that they've poured onto disney plus um can be star wars shit no subtlety just it's wow. still there We'll 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 segregate it off into on Disney Plus and its own little thumbnail and and you can you can go in there and you can do whatever. Meanwhile, I'll be contacting Timothy Zahn and saying, "Give me three script adaptations. I want Heir to the Empire. <laughs> yes. I want Dark Force Rising. I want The Last Command. Yes. And we'll keep you on retainer to do um, the fifth, uh, the fourth, and the fifth ones that came." Five years later, yep, chronologically. Yep. Um, Air to the Empire was yes, was just outstanding. That had a lot going. I mean, obviously, when any time you try to adapt a book into a film or a short series, a lot is going to have to be cut by the wayside. My favorite example is Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. The movie is damn near perfect and mm. still is. Mm. But I just got done reading the book again recently. And wow. I, I would I would I used to say I would love to see that adapted into like a six-part mm. HBO series. But nowadays, whenever I hear, oh, some company is making an adaptation of a thing you like, <laughs> I don't have any excitement. Of no. I just have a sense of disappointment and how are you going to let me down? <laughs> yes. Yeah. At this point, I'm not angry. 
I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yes. Um, but I no, I, I would I would just say, okay, to I mean, to be fair, as as you said, you, you can find something good in any of these films. And I know there are people out there who, for whatever reason, you know, fetal alcohol syndrome or whatever, enjoyed the, um, you know, The Last Jedi. If you, if you enjoy it, that's great. Uh, no art should be erased. But from a storytelling perspective, from a fan perspective, from a business perspective, they just can't be left intact. You would have to go back and I I will I would I will say I did enjoy Rogue One yep, despite yep. it um damaging part of the canon with the aforementioned Kyle Katan. Mm. Um and uh the first couple of seasons of The Mandalorian they weren't stellar, but they were definitely, a, in my opinion, a step in the right direction. Just a small, mm. so, small story. Just, and that's that's what I think they needed to to really focus on. And instead, now everything is tying into everything. It's just like one of the reasons why um, Marvels, the Marvels, failed as hard as it did was the list came out of. If you want to appreciate this film, how much homework do you have to do? Mm. Well, you need to watch the first Captain Marvel film. Okay. And then you need to watch WandaVision. And uh, to, to get uh, one of the characters. Then you need to watch Ms. Marvel. Ugh. And then you need to watch um, the one with Samuel L. Jackson. The, they oh, completely the scroll did. How one? cool this oh, character no, was. Yeah. Good. Uh, and so, oh, so to go to the cinema to watch a movie, you know, with my wife or go out with friends, I've got 14 hours of viewing <laughs> to catch up on. That's not, even, not, not good fun. viewing either. It, I'm, I'm not going to say it's good or bad, but they had the idea that Miss Marvel, for example, they made that for tween girls you know it's that the, it's the old it wasn't made for you yes that's great but in order to understand your latest movie i've got to watch it and i think the the biggest mistake and it's it's not just lucasfilm with star wars it's also the mcu of the disney plus shows is it's all basically required watching yeah whereas the mandalorian as long as you have a working knowledge of core star wars you could watch The Mandalorian. It's a bounty hunter. He's hunting bounties. <laughs> they they could have. You've got two seasons with um with the um the toy. Which let's be honest, D Disney were looking for their Ewoks. Yes, they wanted the cute little thing that they could have for the suction cups you know stuck to the car windows yeah they tried it in the last jedi with the the porgs the little bird things but that didn't stick but then everybody loved baby yoda and mm. but they they sent him off to 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 go off and train with luke they could have just said right 
season three, he's going to be onto a different bounty. Yep. Yeah. As they should have. And it just keep everything separate because they're turning franchises where you can uh, you look at what's available and you think it's a buffet i can take it i can leave it do i fancy this series do, do i want to watch and or yes do i want to watch um ahsoka oh i didn't like that character so no i'm going to leave that well you can't do that now because everything is crossing over and tying mm. into each other and i think I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with a series of Star Wars books. It's um, Tales of the something. There was Tales Tales from the Empire, Tales of the the, the, the New Republic, Tales uh, from Jabba's Palace, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, and it was just short stories. Mm-hmm. And they were all themed towards you know, Tales from Jabba's Palaces, all those crazy guys you saw in... Um, um, Return of the Jedi in Jabba's Palace. It's just little stories of all of those characters. And um, that could have something like that, where as long as you've seen that film, it's just little spin-offs. You don't need to watch them to get anything else. They're just little side stories. And I think that's that's partly where they're going wrong. I mean, there's also the fact that the, the writing is terrible and because they are fixing the entire production in post, the visual <laughs> effects tend to suffer. I, I feel for the visual effects people that felt they had to unionize because mm-hmm. they were they were getting a lot of flack online for this latest project, the visual effects are terrible. And then the VFX artists are coming out and saying, we had three weeks to do that. Yep. We needed three months. But they kept chopping and changing everything, and then they threw us everything and said, fix it. And when you're doing visual effects shots, it generally means that you get told ahead of time what the shot is and you can plan for it. But then if the director is, I don't know, Taika Waititi keeps changing his goddamn mind, it's very hard <laughs> to then run a visual specs behind a man that's a, that's a loose cannon. That's It, it, it seems like <laughs> their their entire corporate culture is just wrong the um mm. the idea that they approached star wars seven eight and nine without i mean have different writers have different directors by all means uh i mean empire strikes back had different writers working on the the script and the story they had a different director um but you need to have in seven, this is going to happen, which leads on to this in eight, where we set up this for nine. Yes. They didn't even do that. <laughs> Imagine starting to write a series where you don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's going to end up. You're just huh. going blind. And then halfway through, you just give it to someone else, and and <laughs> which is what they did with Ryan Johnson. Hey, hey you do it. <laughs> And and then they brought after Colin Trevorrow said, I, I think uh, rumor was this was to do with the fact that not long towards the release of um, the Last Jedi is when um, Carrie Fisher sadly passed away. Yeah, and Colin Trevorrow said, "Oh well, 
you know, you had Han Solo in seven, Luke in eight, Leia was supposed to be in nine. Can we make some uh, just a few alterations so I can fit this into not having her for my nine? No, no, you can't. And he he left the project, uh, one of many directors and writers to find such difficulties working for modern Lucasfilm that they just left. And uh, then they brought JJ in to try and fix it, as you, <laughs> as you said before, you know, oh, um, none of that counts. And uh, they tried to explain away all of the things that Last Jedi broke in the continuity. But you shouldn't spend half of the last film of a nine film series that has been spanning decades desperately trying to claw back the continuity <laughs> this should be you've already built your to your climax this is i mean this this is your uh, infinity war end game this is where everything pays off yes not oh we're, we're frantically trying to say no no uh the, the light speed breaking the ship thing no, 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 no. Um, killing off the villain that we've already established. Um, somehow Palpatine returned. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Those are words that have happened. Those are words that exist. Somehow mm -hmm. Palpatine returns. Through. Mm. It's like, oh my god. Show, don't tell. Yeah, is is, mm -hmm. is a very good technique in filmmaking. Yes. But good filmmaking is not what they're doing these days. That seems to be mm. a lost art about mm. you don't do that. You tell, don't show. So where they're going now, I mean, they I mean they had um, Ahsoka and um, sadly they had their villain, uh, the actor, um, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson passed, yep. Uh, passed away. So now they're going to have to unless they've got more enough footage to finish whatever he was doing at the end of that series. Somehow he died, I guess, is what they're going to have to come up with, <laughs> with, with their quality of writing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yes, yeah, they're excellent, excellent writing. Somehow <laughs> he died. But then, who knows, because there's so many projects that have... Been, they tend to announce all of these projects um, when the earnings calls are happening, which yeah. we have just, or they've just had. And so they've made all these announcements. So they're doing a um, uh, Mandalorian and Grogu film that's going to yeah. be done by um, John Favreau, supposedly. But again, how many how many projects have are just existing in limbo? How many have been outright yeah. cancelled? The, the one I was looking forward to was um, Rogue Squadron. Mm -hmm. that had potential and it was uh patty jenkins who at the time had done wonder woman which i i quite enjoyed wonder yes. woman and everyone went oh she she's quite good let's let's give her uh, a star wars film rogue squadron oh that'd be good then Wonder Woman 1984 came out, and I said, um, "Maybe, maybe we won't do that. No, perhaps not. Maybe, like maybe that was a fluke rather than the norm." 
But again, yeah. Rogue Squadron, um, there was a Star Wars book series of Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. And um, that series covers um, the rebellion capturing the capital city, Coruscant, from the Empire. That The first few books in that series alone could have made a very good season one, season two, season three yep. show or a series of films. You had space battles, plenty of interesting characters with with dynamics going between them. Um, you, you had them capturing the cap, helping or being instrumental in capturing the, the capital city uh, and it being a rather, spoiler alert, for a series that's actually several decades old now it's a rather pyrrhic victory (laughs) Mm. um that would have if if i was in charge other than um the heir to the empire trilogy being seven eight and nine um, that's the stand i I think i think most people now have that just concept of going that just makes do that that makes sense yeah i i would say um rogue squadron as a as a separate series again just doesn't doesn't need to be you've seen one to watch the other. Uh, I remember reading um, the Heir to the Empire we met many many years ago, and Luke is there in the Imperial Palace on Coruscant talking to um, Obi Wan Kenobi's Force Ghost, and I remember thinking, "Oh, okay, I, I guess at some point." The, the rebellion captured Coruscant and formed mm-hmm. the New Republic. Yep. Does that work okay. again somehow? <laughs> but then, you know, that was covered. Uh, I don't know which series came out first, um, but that whole thing happened in a separate series. And it's just, you, you take it as given, it's there, which is not what they did for um, Force Awakens, where uh, this is um, a bit of a, a writing, a story writing bugbear of mine, but you finish um, Return of the Jedi. We've the, the Rebellion has scored a major victory. They've killed the Emperor and his right-hand man. They've stopped the Death Star. And then we go to 30 years later and the Republic is off-screen, but it doesn't matter because... Mm-hmm. Boop. They're they're going to be super weaponed away. Um, that was so really dumb. But there's also a resistance movement, and the empire is gone, only to be replaced with the facelifted and twenty five percent legally distinct first mm-hmm. order. And they're now in church. They're now quite powerful and have the resources to build a super weapon out of a planet. We got nothing, and defenders will turn of that will turn around and say, "Well, there was a book that that tells you all of this." Oh, goody, more homework. <laughs> the 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 these the the books and the the side series should be something you have an option to watch that spins off from the main films. It should mm-hmm. not be well if you want to understand the main film properly. Here's your homework. You need this book. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 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 it's just... it, it strikes me as just they're they're writing it backwards. Yeah. Well also they're they're writing a dumb idea and then they're using books to fix their dumb idea. And then going, look, this book fixes the dumb idea. It's like, 
but or you just don't have a dumb idea to start with and then we're fine like it's mm. you know that is how's about we don't treat our films like modern computer games where we're going to release something in a <clears throat> broken and unfinished state and then we'll and patch, patch it later, it later. <laughs> yeah yeah that the books the novelization of the film is the patch where oh we're going to explain this thing that we kind of completely forgot to cover in the film we glossed over this particular element whoops here's the hmm. repair and i hope that you know now please give us some more money and it's you know that's that is the con that's the concept that they're working towards but they don't want money um because every part of the franchise is dying off this is something else i wanted to uh, to mention it, it's less to do with the um, the the story and the writing side of things, and more the the business side. Is when your fans aren't keen on something, do not come out and start calling them every name under the sun. Don't start <laughs> gaslighting everyone into saying they're a bunch of bigoted istophobes. They have criticisms. They weren't a fan of something. Maybe we take this under advisement mm. and we try and fix it in the next thing. Or we say, okay, we can steer the franchise in a different direction, especially since we're not actually having a through storyline and we can just change it in the next thing anyway. Mm -hmm. But instead they decided, no, all the fans who have been following the franchise for 10, 20, 30 years, no, we don't want them anymore. We want the wider audience. Mm. And here's the problem. The wider audience only find these franchises by the fans. My parents sat me down when I was three or four and said, here, watch this film. It's got spaceships in it. <laughs> my um, my um, daughter is nine now uh, and a number of years ago. We sat down and I said, we're going to watch Star Wars now, sweetheart. And every night over, I think it was, I think it was during um, school holidays. So we, she could stay up a little bit later after I got home from work. We would sit down and we watched four, then five, then six. Night after night, we watched the Star Wars film. Then we did one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Or rather, she watched them <laughs> at, at my behest. And I watched her watching them. <laughs> I watched her enjoying them. I got to watch her face when Darth Vader said, no, I am your father. No. And I saw her eyes go wide. She had no idea because she's young enough to not even have experienced that. The in, memes. The, yes. Yeah, the, the memes. It's part of their... I'll, I'll sound snobby now. The cultural zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. It's, she's zeitgeist. not experienced that. Mm. So I got to watch her experience it. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed introducing my firstborn to a franchise that I loved. And um, we did those. Then we did one, two, and three. Or rather, we did one in two separate sittings. This is, uh, I've not watched Phantom Menace in a good number of years. I appreciate it more now, more as an adult, especially the um you know the, the political side of things. Now I understand yep, yep. The, the the taxes, the trade federation, the, the Senate, I understand that a bit more. It's not paced very well. 
No. It slows down so much in the middle that I turn around and she was asleep against my shoulder. Mm. And I thought, okay, we'll, we'll pause it for now. We'll come back to this tomorrow night. I'll carry her up to bed now. And then, so we did, we did that. We watched Rogue One and we did the, the Mandalorian, um, the first two seasons of that. And then after season, directly after season two of the Mandalorian came out, the, um, the Gina Carano mm. controversy, um, reared its head. Yep. And that was about the point where I said, F this, I'm mm-hmm. out. And no, this is, this is not right. And luckily I seem to have checked out at about the right point. Cause even though, um, I haven't stuck with it and watched everything religiously. You, you, you left um, it. You left it the height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's um, a number of uh, YouTubers uh, who uh, commentate on these things, and I'm kind of looking at it, going, "It's almost like looking at an ex up on social media and seeing how bad her life has gone, <laughs> and getting some kind of Schadenfreude from it." Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is it. My I stopped pushing Star Wars uh, in my household because obviously I've got two sons as well now, and they're about at the age where they could start enjoying it. My little girl, she went on to enjoy Harry Potter instead. Um, So that's a child who is not going to be asking for the merchandise for birthdays and Christmas, same as my two of my boys. And... So where's this wider audience? Well, Hasbro just did massive layoffs because they produce um, a lot of the uh, the toys, the action figures mm-hmm. and whatnot. They're not selling. Why aren't they selling? Yeah. Well, because the parents aren't pushing the kids to enjoy. It's not that they need to be yeah. pushed, but they're not saying, hey, let's watch this. They're saying, let's watch Harry Potter instead. Yep. Or, um, you know, another franchise. It's the, the, the parents are the ones that buy the things. It's the parents that take them to the cinema. And if the if the parents are told, oh, if you didn't like the way we did this, then you clearly hate, yeah, whatever group of people is 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 on the agenda that day. Well, they're going to say, well, fine, then you don't get my money, and I'm just going to check out now. <laughs> That's the biggest. Much, I mean, bad writing, bad films, bad shows. None of that's good. But it's the way that Disney has treated the the fan base, almost as if, mm-hmm. well, you're disposable. We don't need you. Without realizing that um, if you have a group of friends and one of them's a big Star Wars fan, they're the one that's going to say to their friends, hey, when we go to watch a movie on Friday night, let's go see this. Yes. They'll go and see something else instead. Mm-hmm. And um, that would honestly... If if uh, your situation where um, spaceship man takes over and um, says Neil, you take over, I I think I would have to say, on top of shuffling everything that's there off into its separate little canon and picking my my stories to um, get made, I would have to do the rounds on a lot of. Uh, podcasts and apology um, tour shows <laughs> kind of an apology i i would have nothing to apologize for 
you know, if you've done nothing wrong, never apologize. But I would have to stake my flag on a hill and say, guys, I'm with you. I'm going to appear on a bunch of show, a bunch of uh, panel shows, and you can quiz me on my Star Wars knowledge. I know stuff. Yep. And try and there are people who've been burned so hard they'll never come back, and that's yeah. their yeah. choice, and it's a shame. But I would like to think that I would be able to at least say, guys, I'm with you here. Give me a chance. And that would upset the um, the Twitterati because I would be appearing on shows where they've already decided they are um, no better yeah. than certain um, yes. 1930s German political groups, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shall we say. Um, but you know what? Those people... They're loud on Twitter. I keep saying Twitter, not X. It's that's the habit. Yeah. Uh, they're very loud on there, but they're not buy. They're clearly not buying the merchandise. They're yeah. not. Um, they're not buying into the. They're not putting anything back into it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a key element because Star Wars is its merchandise. It, the reason why Disney bought it was not because they wanted to make new films, because they wanted that gigantic merchandise sales that that comes with that property. Because that is where the money is in, because you can make one film every couple of years, and in the years you're not making films, you're selling toys, you're selling you're selling thousands upon thousands of items to people who then enjoy the franchise. And that's why Prior to those films, Star Wars was still successful because it was people were still buying Star Wars merchandise, both you know, canon, um, both um, you know, new you know, um, EU stuff. Though you know, those in, like the Black Series was still a very at the time a very collectible series from Hasbro, where they would release you know the you know good characters that you know. Have your hands that Hasbro's toy manufacturing is still that shit. So those they they always looked a bit weird, but you know they were still decent enough. But but yeah, and all those people that liked the Last Jedi, you didn't go and buy Rose Tico toys, did you? You didn't go and buy her action figures. You didn't buy her. You didn't buy Ray shit, did you? So what the you know like? So the value you brought to Star Wars was mm. what a seventeen dollar ticket. Congratulations! What's the net? What's the (laughs) wow? Seventeen dollar. Look, and I I still, I'm actually somewhat mad at the Mandalorian though because it gave us false hope. Um, Mm -hmm. Particularly, particularly season two ending gave us false hope that doesn't exist. It gave us a magical, (laughs) a magical moment that reinvigorated it. Like Star Wars was was dead. No, like it, it, it got it got returned to Disney Plus because it was dying. John Favreau got to do whatever he wanted because no one cared. Then made the greatest season ending, and then the then Disney once again said, "Oh, this is successful now. Now let me pick up." Oh, I dropped it. Oh no! Like, like <laughs> so, yeah. they came back because it was once again in the conversation. It was successful, and then they went, "Now, how can we destroy it?" Oh shit! Or well, how do we? How can we turn this thing that people like now back into what we want? Oh no! What happened? Why? Why? <laughs> where are the people going? It's like going. Well, there's there's a lot of that happening, and yeah. uh, I believe there was um, one of the um, just just to go back to banging on that the the Marvels 
as as it as it is. One of the um, Disney executives, after uh, a pre-screening of the film, says, is supposedly quoted as saying something the lines of, "This is the kind of shit we put on Disney Plus." <laughs> okay, this is this is the the problem is they're acknowledging that the con again content they need content they need x number of shows x number of minutes of hours per month per year and Mm -hmm. now it's just we don't really care if it's good or bad just that we can say we've put content on there because if Mm -hmm. we don't our shareholders are going to say hey why aren't you doing anything with it instead of we're going to hang on and say Let's wait until someone comes up with a story that really says something that really grabs that us. Then we can make it. And it's just no, we're we're going to do whatever. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Is they're treating it like a um, an assembly line, a machine. It's just produce content, produce content. It with um, with Lucasfilm as it was under George Lucas, they finished the prequel trilogy in 2005. And then there was nothing. There was, George Lucas was producing, he was writing scripts for a, I believe it was two TV shows. There was going to be a Jedi TV show Hmm. and a Star Wars Underworld TV show. And apparently for the Underworld thing, he had about 50 scripts preliminarily done mm. but i i don't remember where i saw this i tried to find the quote just to confirm i'm not remembering wrong but i believe george lucas said that they had to wait until the technology to produce it was cheap oh, yeah. enough to be able to do yep. which yep. it yep. it now apparently is it would be now, although yeah. how you can spend was it 25 million dollars an episode on she hulk maybe it's not <laughs> Or maybe it's a massive <laughs> grift and they're laundering money somewhere, but that's that that's probably another Separate discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um so the the technology's there now, but he said, let's hang on until we can do it right. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Disney just seemed to be treating it like and I, I don't know how much of this is Kathleen Kennedy being told you have to have X amount of content this year, or if it's um, Disney uh, saying do what you want and Kathleen Kennedy is doing this, there's um, Mm. some uh, very obvious choices as to who she's hiring. Um, And that's especially at a time when uh, during that, that thing that happened in 2020 that, shall rename nameless um where <laughs> disney said we're not going to be able to produce anything so we're going to stop hiring people and then someone was still hired during that time and um that person who happened to have been the personal assistant for a uh, particular weinstein brother <laughs> um who in the last, I think, 24 hours it's come out, may very well have been financing the campaign to oust Gina Carano, but allegedly... That's a good look. 
That's a good look. It's always, um, that was always a good look for them. <laughs> it, so there's there's some very uh, dubious hiring going on, mm. and um, I, I I think it's it's only going to be many many years from now when everyone that's currently involved is out, has moved on, has retired. Someone's going to write a book. <laughs> where all of the dirty secrets are going to come out after it doesn't matter anymore. Then yeah. we may find out. But for now, I think uh, myself, a lot of other people, yourselves probably, are just looking at their decisions and going, uh, uh, why? 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 Yeah. What? In, in what way is this ever going to work? And it, it's not. Yeah. And yet, Bob Iger keeps doubling down. He doubles down. I mean, it's the definition of like, you know, no one likes to see. You know, it's watching. A, it's it's watching. I guess it's like watching a live train crash. It's like going, well, you yeah. shouldn't watch a live train crash. It's terrible, but I can't look away because I can see uh, that. Like, <laughs> I can see their mistakes live and watch it. Watch it unfold. Watch their disasters unfold when they announce yeah. things, and you go like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> now let's see what happens when it yeah. doesn't. Well, let me pose you both because you're you're both the the Uber Star Wars nerds. Let me pose you with this question, okay? So clearly, you know, Disney's crashing. But let's say they get to a point where they s- decide to sell Star Wars or are forced to. Who would you want to take over it? Ideally, Elon Musk. No. Um, no, but ideally, <laughs> Lucas will buy it back, and then ah, okay, yeah, and then bury it for a long period of time, and so then like, say like no the, one can touch. Like the Batman treatment, like how that when Batman and Robin came out, there was no Batman movie for a long time, and then they came back with Nolan's trilogy, that sort of thing. Or well, actually, no, I, I'd actually want him to take it and then immediately just make go because I now own it. Those are Disney seven eight nine. <laughs> Here is my ah. seven eight nine. I would love that. Mm. I would because he had again. His idea was a good one. Like when you see when yeah. you read like that dumbass Pablo Hidalgo did a book on saying what the what the what the trilogy from George Lucas was, which then contradicted George Lucas's own book of what his trilogy was. So which, which one do I believe? What the trilogy was going to be? Some random stupid Disney employee or the man himself who had a very mm. clear mm, interesting um and so you know Lucas's <laughs> story would have been a lot more interesting in terms of you know um an idea of you know when the empire is gone the the new republic isn't necessary of the size and so there's a giant power vacuum where every known criminal under the fucking sun is stepping out into the universe <laughs> Luke's spending years trying to basically find all the the Jedi in hiding and like struggling or building, you know, fledgling order again. And then, you know, then, and it's the, and it, but you know, then it's Darth Maul and Darth Talon sort of rising from the rising mm-hmm. from the ruins and to, to assume power of the galaxy. It's like, it's, it's a much more, I think it would have been an, much like, it would have been a more interesting story than whatever mm-hmm. the stupid nonsense they made. So look, yeah. the best people that could buy it would be them or, a company that or, or a company that needs to make money and like can't afford things to fail. <laughs> like that would be the next best logical conclusion where a company that buys it and goes, okay, we 
can't afford stupid movies. We must have every movie <laughs> become successful or else we're going to go out of business. That yeah. would be a great company to own Star Wars because then they have no choice but to make it good. Yeah. Disney, even Netflix, Amazon, they can afford failure because you know they've got yeah. enough monetary they've got enough monetary backing behind them not to care. Yeah. You kind of need like the, you kind of need a smaller company to buy it or get control of it so they can realize like hey, we, we, if we don't succeed, it's not going to like our company goes under. Thoughts, Neil? I'm I'm with you on um I would I would love to see the property return to George Lucas. At this point, I don't even know if he would touch it. I don't think he would. Uh, I, I, I remember reading recently that the value of Lucasfilm, because they, when they were purchased by Disney, I think they got the same deal. They got the Marvel deal. And Marvel yeah. Studios, I think, was $4.03 billion. Yeah. And um, I think it was Bob Iger that fought to get... George Lucas, the same deal. And even though Lucasfilm was valued a lot less than that, Mm -hmm. um, Bob Iger said um, to the the bean counters, the shareholders, the board, look, it's Star Wars. It's money money printer go brr. We we produce (laughs) Luke action figures and lightsaber toys and people buy them. Money. Well... Yeah. That didn't work. It didn't work. Um, but I believe that they've they've because the three the three IPs that Lucasfilm held, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and to a lesser extent, although it is still beloved by many, Willow. Mm. And um, you know, that spin-off series that was so good that they've removed it as a tax write-off, and now the only way you can even view it is to pirate it. That show is a um, successful series, don't you? Don't you know that that show is success? It's the limited edition, very, very, very. No one, limited. don't don't let them tell you that it's not successful. That's, I'm, you know. I'm sure it's. I'm sure that the company is now valued a lot less than that, and because of that, I think there's some financial legal thing where they can't actually sell it because it's an asset that's devalued so heavily. Um, I'm not sure on that front, but ignore ignoring all of that. Uh, George Lucas getting the chance to reclaim what what is well what was his the 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 franchise he created and letting him giving him a do over uh, if he would be willing to come back to it uh, would be good. I hadn't thought about the idea of um, uh, a a smaller company that can't afford failure taking it on. That's interesting. Um, Because as you say, you look at the likes of Amazon um, and Amazon studios is an afterthought. If they lose money, they don't care. Bezos doesn't care. No, it's, Mm. it's, it's an embarrassment when, they spent a, a billion dollars on Rings of Power, and it yeah, what a bang up job they did on that one. <laughs> that, it, it, that went that way, um, but it's although it was an embarrassment, it was a bloody nose. Um, Jeff Bezos isn't having to start liquidating assets in order to yeah. cover the bills. Having said that, he's no longer the richest man in the world, so maybe his ego is probably a little hurt. Like, yeah, wasn't that because he got divorced? And his wife literally took half of his fortune and. 
that, that, did, that, hurt, that him did hurt him. Yeah. But you know, he's he's no longer in the super like you know. There's there's a, there's an elite billionaires club, and then there's obviously the super duper billionaires club. He's lost his super duper billionaires club membership <laughs> now. Like, yeah, yeah. I I think um, I, it would be interesting to see what a another party would do with it, uh, especially if it was um, if it was an effort headed up by someone with maybe similar attitudes to what we've been discussing already, where, you know, there's some beloved books there. Fans say, make make book into film. Money printer continues to go brr. We will, we will buy the action figures of Talon Card and Mara Jade. Mm. Um, you know, all yep. these characters from... Uh, mm. We'll buy... Proper Grand Admiral Thrawn and and Admiral Pelion. Uh, oh, Pelion! This um, <laughs> it, it it this would have that for what whatever fans there are that would be willing to give someone else a second chance. I I would watch that, and were the film good, I would quite happily buy merchandise. For my kids, mm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, for, 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 for me <laughs> as well. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not saying I've got a collection of lightsabers on the, the back wall or to, to anything. <laughs> no, but, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, um, I think that would be, it would be interesting to see mm. a, a company that could not afford to take the hit of a flop. Um, it, it would really depend on the attitude of uh, who it was. That's mm. that's the kind of the key because yeah. you'd almost you'd almost say maybe Warner Brothers mm. possibly <laughs> there'd be a risk because I don't think hey. they can afford too many more hits on the failure slate so I think they might actually like that like you might get something decent out of them. Mm. How know, many but... times has um, Warner been uh, sold or merged in the uh, last few that, years? And, uh, because that's, they, that's the problem. someone, someone is always willing to buy them. And although, I mean, they've again um, talk about trying to correct the direction of a franchise. They've got, um, I can't remember who it is they brought in to do the business and money side, but the creative side they got James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Who, um, probably at this point, I would say is uh, written or co-written um, some of the better Marvel films, the the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yep. Yep. Um, well, he he wrote the third one in its entirety. He co-wrote, I believe, the the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made some interesting calls with regards to trying to reboot DC, DC. on film, um, yeah. telling Henry Cavill to, to, to jog on, uh, does not endear you to me whatsoever, Mr. Gunn. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it Let's pays off. Having yeah. said that, when you look at his casting of Superman, maybe, maybe, maybe I know you've been upset about the Superman casting, <laughs> but if you look at, but I think I don't think he's wanted. I don't think he's wanted to deal with Henry Cavill's agent and then have to deal with the Rock. So I think that's probably why he probably wanted just a full separation from the Rock family. Oh, and went, yes. It went like you're too too much Rock. Yeah. 
Bye bye. Go away. Yeah. Um, but he's but passing it's, it's, the it's Supergirl. It's the ex-wife, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Danny Garcia. Mm. Um, he needs a new agent. Get rid of. The, the, just, yeah. That's also another yeah. thing. But you know, um, Millie um, Alcock, I think her name is the Australian actress playing Supergirl. You look at her and go like, "Wow, you hired an actress that." looks like Supergirl. Like, <laughs> actually, like, physically, like, you'd look at her and go, like, yeah, that's probably what interest... You hired a red-headed Jimmy Olsen. I'm like, okay. You hired some a snippy comedian to play Lois Lane. I'm like, all right. I hear you. Okay, okay, okay. And we're going, that's, I mean... Who knows what the script's going to be, but at least the casting is like, at least the casting is like... <laughs> He's always had a knack for perfect casting. So I'm like going, hey, look, will it be good? Still to be determined. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe they, uh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the one. Watch this space. Watch this space. Watch this space. We, we could probably come back in a few years once he's got um, mm-hmm. uh, the first few major films out of, uh, and then we can say, well, we were... Yeah, really, really right on that one, or really wrong. Like, 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 yeah. like, wow, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we'll, have, we'll have to get you back on for the D- DC talk, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had to say, we probably should wrap it up yep. now, boys. We've been going quite a while. Um, any final thoughts on, on Star Wars and Disney? Yes, it's a, it's a simple one, and... I know I don't I don't understand why they don't understand this just yet. Star Wars itself is a family story. It is a story about space wizards. It's 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 a fantasy. Yes, I know I know it's set inside it's set in space, but it's a fantasy because you don't have to you don't explain how the you know how the micromolecular field works on their on their on their jump drives or how, yeah. don't don't care magic. Who cares? Yeah, it's 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 a fantasy. Yes, it's space, but it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy setting. It's mm-hmm. it's it's space wizards, but it's also a family story about the Skywalker lineage, about the family. And I know they, I know people say, "Hey, I like to hear stories about like, you know, non Jedi stories." Like, yes, as a side off, one off things. But if you don't have Jedi, you don't have Star Wars, which means you you're dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean. And if you don't have a Skywalker, you don't have a Star Wars. Also, pointedly, if you don't have a Skywalker, I don't think you have a Star Wars. Like, I know, and then I know that worked with Old Republic because they were saying, "Hey, this is this is pre Skywalker." That that kind of works. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But they need to fix that somehow, and I don't know if they can fix it. I thought about long and hard about how you would fix it, and then essentially the the only way you'd fix it. If you wanted to keep your current stupid, stupid films, which <laughs> they probably do, is you bring Mara Jade in Amanda Lawrence say season four episode. You have a meet, have her meet Luke, have her train with Luke, have them have some sort of relationship, have them realize that they can't, you know, have her sort of bow out saying like, you know, because you're important to the Jedi, you can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Have her realize she's pregnant much later on, and then you could then have a Skywalker, a true Skywalker, out in the universe. And then when they make the Ray movie, you make her evil. You make her truly the Palpatine that she is. She trains. She creates a Jedi Order within the heart of the Republic, but they're secretly Siths. They take over the universe. Then it's up to the Skywalker, true bloodline lineage, to once again save the galaxy. 
that is how you do it. That is how you. That is how you do. That is how you keep the storyline. I might have to recast Daisy really because I don't think she'd come back for that role. I don't think she'd want to come back as evil. I don't think she would. But you could then do, you could do this amazing scene where they gather all the Jedi around, like her new Jedi Order, and she goes, "It's time for us to finally uh, truly believe the potential that we have." And then they active, they all activate their sabers. They all like, and then they're all red. And then all of a sudden, all around, all around the galaxy, like. Planted Sith like ass- assassinate key government leaders and they they and they march under the Sith Empire and it's like going like it'd be awesome and then all of a sudden it's up to this you know two twins born from Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker to once again return to the galaxy to save it. But again, it would be easy to wipe that all out, but that would be what you do if you wanted to keep it. <laughs> well, if if Daddy Elon buys it and gives it to me, uh, if you're looking for a job, <laughs> hey, that's that that would be good. Same Star Wars. Cool. Any any thought or thoughts, Neil? Yes. Um, the people who are fans of Star Wars, the, the the fandom, it it crosses every line. It's boys and girls, men and women. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what faith you have. It doesn't matter where in the world you're from what's in your blood, what's between your legs, what you like to do with what's between your legs. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, politically whether you lean left, right, up, down, inside out. Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans. And it always had a very, I don't want to say simple, but a very basic charm of good, bad, light, yes, dark. Good and it was evil. never, they never picked a particular um, issue and said, well, we're deciding that this issue is good and the other side is bad. I've, I've um, had a lot of my friends uh, through school and, and through other um, parts of my life where we Star Wars fans, we find each other. It'll mm. be a little quote or a little reference. All it takes is someone to say, hello there. Hello. And someone else will go, General, General Kenobi. Kenobi. And you go, I found you. You're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. A lot of my friends who are just as horrendously nerdy or geeky as me, more or less, um, we we will we have ideologically we could be very different. Um, I uh, we could we could have different you know vote different ways. Um, we could like completely different types of music. We could like different films that weren't Star Wars. Um, any anything. But the fandom crosses all lines. Disney has either lost sight of that or never had sight of it in the first place. They started chasing the audience rather than just saying, here are the fans. The fans are already here. The audience is here. We need to appeal to a different group of people. No, those different groups of people that like Star Wars are already fans and if they're not yep. already fans, life will have them gravitate towards it, whether it's a friend that puts the movie on when they're hanging out one night or a game mm. comes out that they play. Um, people find their fandoms. They don't need someone to go out chasing them. And going forward, if if Disney ever wants to try and fix things, they need to 
drop. I'm not saying that people can't be political. I'm not saying that people can't champion a cause. That's fine. But as a as a business trying to produce a property that that, that already has a fandom, you don't need to chase them and start beating them over the head with what you particularly believe. Hmm. And if they just just accept that we all have very you know we we all we're all different we all have different beliefs but we all like uh lightsaber fights and starfighter battles and you know the the battle between good and evil where evil is just these are the guys wearing black it's dark they shoot <laughs> lightning and, and and have evil laughs yeah. it doesn't need to be and any more complex than that, as long as the story is good. And they say, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> that, 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 would, that would be my, uh, that would be my final, yeah. final thoughts on cool. it is um, that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to this very awesome episode. Thank you, Neil, for joining us. Um, we'll be sure to thank get you, you on again. Me. And um, yeah, guys, if you want to reach out, the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Uh, look us up on Instagram, stories underscore podcast. And please, please buy Neil's wife's books. <laughs> oh, yes, please, 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 um, please do. I am the um, technical support and uh, moral support and advisor on the Rising Dawn trilogy and the uh, spin-offs, which are still coming. Mm, so very good. Please, please, please do check those out on uh, Amazon on uh, Kindle. Yeah, all the links are in the show notes. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Farewell. Yeah,